I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Will your retirement plans have to change? We examine new proposals for lower pension contributions and a longer working life. Will you learn to love your bank? Metro Bank, the new name on the high street, reckons you will. And will your holiday home become less tax efficient? It probably will when the government comes back from its holiday. All of this to come in this week's FT Money Show. I'm Matthew Vincent. I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with three of my colleagues from FT Money this week. Alice Ross. Hello. Steve Lodge. Hello. And Tanya Poli. Hello. So let's start with the money news. On Tuesday this week, the coalition government published no fewer than nine consultation documents on changes to various tax rules, one of which set out a lower annual limit for pension contributions. Under the planned changes, pension contributions are to be cut from the current annual allowance of £255,000 with limited tax relief to a lower limit of between thirty pounds and £45,000 with full tax relief. But tax experts said that many people in final salary schemes will be caught out by this limit and potentially face additional tax bills. Then, not content with Tuesday's nine proposals, on Thursday the government announced plans to scrap the default retirement age of 65 from next year. Alice, all of these measures being rushed out in the last few days, do they mean that we're going to have to all change our retirement plans? Well, it doesn't so much mean that we have to change our retirement plans as that we can change our retirement plans. I think that's the important point. And broadly, these proposals are being welcomed because they're making saving into a pension a lot simpler than the previous changes. And um, being able to retire when you want is a really good thing at the moment when people are having much more flexible um, working patterns, particularly later in life. People are opting to go part time um, and not retire completely. And this means that people, instead of being forced to retire at a certain age um, of 65, when they maybe don't have enough money to retire on, people can now work for as, as long as they want to build up that money. And so that's a good thing. Let's start then well, by looking at how people can build up um, that money in a in a pension fund. These new proposed contribution limits, uh, they're lower, but they do have tax relief at your highest rates. So uh, are they being welcomed by uh, savers, investors? They're definitely being welcomed. Um, there's little to say against them, actually. Well, there's one thing that I'll come into in a second. But um, remember that it's not just a lowering of the limit from 255000 to 40000 which is the 
the figure that people think that they're going to arrive at. Um, it's changing what the Labour government had proposed, which was that if you earned over 150,000, you would um, only get pension contribution relief of um, 20% instead of 50% and tapered down if you earned between 150 and 180,000. So it was all very complicated. And it was very hard to follow. It was it? very hard to follow, um, very difficult to explain. Um, pension people were really annoyed about it because it was going to create this huge admin hassle for them. And also, you know, pensions aren't that interesting at the best of times. And so you know, people want pensions to be kind of easy to understand for people so that they save into one because it is really important to save into a pension. So the more that you understand about your pension, the better. And the Labour government proposals really weren't that clear at all. So um, reducing the allowance to £40,000 is easy to understand. So that's the good thing. But it's lower. It is lower. And presumably some people might, well, some high earners, very high earners, might have a problem with that. Yes. And this is the one thing that I was going to get onto. And you don't even have to have be a very high earner to be caught out. This is the problem. Um, in final salary schemes, um, consultants are looking at the figures at the moment, but they reckon that if you were earning maybe, maybe as low as 60,000, that you could find yourself accidentally paying more than £40,000 a year into your pension, you know, because it would be valued by the trustees at the end of the year. And if you do pay in, are deemed to have paid in more than £40,000, you will then have to um, fork out an extra tax bill yourself. And so this could happen next tax year, which, you know, is very difficult to plan for. I suppose that uh, the difficulty is if you're in a final salary scheme, you don't automatically know what the value of your contribution is yourself. Exactly. You have to wait until the end of the year often and then the trustees calculate what it was and then tell you retrospectively. And this is the problem that you can't know in advance. So there could be a problem then if you are earning £60,000 or more, the problem being a, a, a higher tax bill under these lower contribution limits. Let's look at the, uh, the positives in these new measures. Um, flexibility to retire whenever you want, rather than being forced to retire at age 65, I imagine has been you know, welcomed by employees and uh, you know, various uh, bodies that represent employees, older people, charities, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's getting a very broad welcome. It's difficult to find anything bad to say about this. Um, people were very unhappy with the um, the default retirement age of 65 because it's very rigid and, you know, as discussed, working patterns are changing significantly at the moment and people want that kind of flexibility. Um, it's. I think it's also been hastened by the fall in people's pensions that we saw during the credit crunch, whereby people who had been expecting to retire suddenly had far lower pensions than they thought they had and, and people um, needed to work for longer. And that's that's going to be more possible um, from next year when the default retirement age is scrapped. And the only people who wouldn't like these new, new proposals, presumably the employers or small business owners who are going to have to keep people on for as long as those people want to stay on. For them it could be a problem, yet they'll have to find those funds. Alice, thanks very much indeed. And for more on how you might be affected by the new pension contribution limits and the scrapping of retirement at age 65, look out for Alice's two articles in FT Money with this weekend's FT and online at ft.com forward slash money. Still to come on the show, has the sun set on tax breaks for summer holiday homes? First, though, a new high street bank. This week, Metro Bank the first high street bank to launch in 100 years, opened its doors to customers. 
well, it opened at least one of its doors, as it only has one branch in London so far. It claims it will revolutionise banking in the UK, opening seven days a week from early until late, adopting a sort of retail shop approach with unparalleled, its word, not mine, levels of service. Its slogan, Love Your Bank. So to test it all out, we sent Steve, the member of the FD Money team, at least likely to ever love a bank, to the Hoban branch. So, Steve, did you love the experience? Well, it's different, Matthew. You're right. I mean, it does have, it is sort of vaguely reminiscent of a cinema inside that kind of art deco neon lighting. And Metro says the whole idea is it wants to be prominent. Its first branch is right on the corner of Hoban in London, opposite Hoban Tube Station. Um, and it's important to know where it is because you can only open an account or rather, as, as they put it, you can only start a relationship with the bank by going into the bank. Um, and, and starting that relationship actually involves them taking a picture of you, which I think has been put a few people off this morning when I went in there. Right. So the first thing you've got to do is catch a train from wherever you live in the UK down to London, then get on the the, the tube, get off at Hoban Station, go into the branch, have your photograph taken. And this is unparalleled levels of convenience and service. Well, quite, quite. The, the supposed advantages, having gone into the branch, you can actually get your credit cards and all the rest of the paraphernalia printed up in 15 minutes, if that's what you really want. Oh, so that's how quickly you can open an account and be Certainly up and running. things like credit cards, yes. Okay. And, what, and what's the actual branch environment like? Does it look like any normal bank or is it completely different? Well, it was crowded today, full of jugglers and balloons, so I don't suppose that's going to be... On a, on a wet Sunday, I don't suppose it will be similarly full. Um, it's, certain, it's certainly open. It does, as I say, look a bit like a cinema. It's got that neon red lighting. Uh, it's got high ceilings, and, and the reason they, they're seeking out branches with high ceilings, they say, is because people find them less oppressive, so they're happy to spend more time in there. So I suppose the more time you spend in the branch, um, the more things you might buy from them. Indeed. Now, that is the, the real point, though. Is it worth having any of their products let's forget the, mm. the environment and the lovely high yeah. ceilings for a moment do they offer higher savings rates or lower mortgage rates than other high street players no but to be fair well not to be fair but they say they are not appealing on rate so they're not seeking to be in the best buy tables instead they're they are looking to sort of amaze people with their service and the overall experience. I mean, it does have, it is slightly reminiscent of that kind of, you know, talk of sort of management consultant gobbledygook of retail experiences and so on. Um, but um, yeah, the, the key point is, I mean, speaking to mortgage brokers, which is obviously a key cost for anyone who has a financial relationship, um, London and country mortgage brokers in Bath, one of the big mortgage broker companies, said all the rates are about 1% off the best buys. Um, that's, a, that's a long way off. It, no, is, it, is. it is a long way given that people are going to be paying hundreds, if not thousands of pounds, um, certainly over a year, in mortgage costs. Um, instant access savings, 0.5% across the board. Fixed rate savings. That's how much lower their savings No, that's what they're, no they're, sorry, that's the rate they're going to actually pay. So that's they'll pay 0.5. Best buys, you can get near on three. That's a big gap. There's even it is, bigger it gap is a big gap, yeah. Um, yeah. On the debt side, the debt product side, they're 
they're deemed to be potentially more interesting because they're not differentiating on pricing, which is a big issue for people who take out loans and credit cards. Um, and to be fair, on the current account, they have a 15% overdraft rate, which they also say covers unauthorised overdrafts as well. It's not quite clear how that will work, but it seems that you'll just borrow money at 15%. On the credit card side, it's a standard rate of 13%. It's not bad, but a lot of people will have played around, messed around with cards on 0% rates or, or lower introductory rates or rewards on credit cards and so on. Um, but overall, no. I mean, you would not pick this bank for rates, it seems to me. So, in one word, would you open an account with Metro Bank? Well, I, can see there were a couple, well <laughs> I would if I might consider it if I was over 50 right. and living near Hoban, because one of the gimmicks, if you like, of, of over 50s. Over 50s who open current accounts are offered a free safe deposit box for a year. Ah, oh, right. Which, I, I mean, I've no idea how much safe deposit boxes are worth in banks normally, not banking in such places. But they said one of the many attractions that they, for example, have found in the States is that people would actually come in because they have long hours. Ladies with jewellery would come in and take out a jewellery on Saturday night and then bring it back on Sunday and so on. Um, how very convenient. How very convenient. But, of course, you'd have to be over 50 to get this free safe deposit box and you'd ha- realistically have to live near Hoban to bother to do that. So just a couple of years' time then. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve, thank you very much indeed uh, for all that and for a full comparison of all of Metro Bank's products against the best buys elsewhere in the UK. Look for Steve's article in FT Money this weekend and online at ft.com forward slash money. And finally today, holiday homes. Having a holiday home by the sea used to be a nice little earner, even if you weren't able to let it out to anyone, because any losses you made could be offset against your income. But thousands of second homeowners now face a less generous tax treatment from next April, following new government proposals to restrict the use of loss relief. Under these proposals, it will only be possible to offset trading losses against income from the same business, rather than the current position, whereby an owner can offset losses against any other income, such as salary. So, Tanya, do you think this will make holiday homes less attractive as, a, as an investment? Um, it will do for those um, holiday homeowners who are actually renting out um, their property for a portion of a year for tax reasons or just to make it affordable. It will definitely impact those. I mean, according to um, the Treasury's own statistics, about 20,000 out of the 65,000 um, owners of finished holiday lets actually um, offset um, losses against other income. So it's quite a large proportion actually won't be able to do that anymore. That's more than I thought. Yeah, yeah, it's quite a large amount. And obviously that's also taking into account now they've got this extra 10,000 um, sort of holiday owners of um, properties in Europe that are going to be taken into account. So I think there's going to be definitely a proportion of those who will also be doing the same. Um, and it's obviously not just um, the proposal on kind of restricting um, the ability to sort of offset losses, that's actually going to have an impact. I mean, they're also proposing to increase um, the amount of time that you have to have your property available to let and actually let. So um, before you used to have to um, have your property available to let um, from hun- like 140 days, they're going to increase that to 210 days. That's, also, that's most of the year. Yeah, so that's basically over half of the year yeah. that you have to actually have it out there. Yeah. Um, and actually to have it actually let, it has to go from 70 days now to 105 days. So it's actually quite a bit, they are kind of actually making it a lot more stricter, um, the tax rules. Yeah, so you'd have to have your property, your holiday home on the market for mm-hmm. that 210 days. Yeah. But then you'd actually have to have people paying you rent Yes. For what was the what was the new longer figure? Hundred and five days. Hundred and five days. And yeah. you'd have to be making a loss 
on letting it out for 105 days in a year Mm -hmm. to still be able to offset against income from the same holiday letting business. And even even if you have, say, properties um, abroad and um, in the UK, well, abroad has to be obviously within the EEA um, and the UK, they're actually going to turn those as two separate businesses. So you can only do it from UK businesses. Um, you can only offset your losses against that same business. And you can't do it, say, if you have a property abroad. You can't right. offset one loss against the other. So, Tanya, I'm slightly confused. I'm, I'm letting out a property, so I'm taking rent, but I'm making a loss. Where, where, the, where are the losses coming from? This tends to be largely, um, you know, you, you could have your mortgage costs. It will particularly hit those people who've recently bought a property and actually got quite a large mortgage. So that's one of the um, costs that people can, well, used to be able to offset um, against other income. And also, say, if you have a large repair bill that suddenly occurs one year, like a roof, you have to go and fix a roof. That tends to be the main things. So this is really a way of making this, this sort of tax benefit apply only to those people who have a little portfolio who, of holiday homes in the UK, say. Yeah, I mean, they're basically making sure that it's for commercial purposes. They're trying to get away from those people who are just sort of using it, you know, as a kind of um, possibly like tax benefit sort of thing. Um, I mean, also, the, the reason behind most of this is obviously because um, due to EU regulation and laws, um, they basically have to, they've been forced to open up um, these special tax rules to those owners of furniture let's um, in the EEA. So this obviously is going to be a bit more of a burden for them. So I think this is their kind of way. They're saying, actually, we won't take away these um, special tax rules, but we have to change them to make sure it's more cost effective for us. Yes, and uh, less cost effective if you've got a holiday home. Tanya, thanks very much for explaining that and uh, for full details of how these new tax rules will work. Look out for Tanya's article in this Saturday's FT Money section. That's all for this week's FT Money show. Remember, you'll find weekday news updates and all of these stories on our website, ft.com forward slash money. And if you have a question that you'd like us to answer about any aspect of your finances, just email us. We'll answer these questions or ask financial experts to do so on the Reader's Questions page of FT Money. This service is free of charge and anonymous. So just send in your questions to money at ft.com. Next week, we'll bring you another financial lowdown in downloadable form. But until then, it's goodbye from me, Tanya, Steve and Alice. Goodbye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.